Welcome to the Modern Mamas Podcast. We're here to provide a safe space for open dialogue, insights, and anecdotes about empowered pregnancy, labor, delivery, parenthood, and everything in between with zero judgment and open hearts and minds. I'm Jess, a level one CrossFit trainer, a birth fit coach, and a licensed and certified athletic trainer. I have my master's degree in kinesiology, and I am currently studying to be a certified nutrition consultant. I'm the blogger behind Hold the Space Wellness, as well as a mama to two small kiddos. And I'm Laura, a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, birth fit Santa Cruz regional director, and mama to Evie Wilder. I'm also the woman behind Radical Roots, where you'll find recipes, fitness insights, travel tips, consulting, and more. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We are so happy you're here. Hi. Hello. (laughs) We made it. (laughs) Do I sound uber professional? You sound so professional. I'm so jealous. You guys, um, we actually are real podcasters now. Well, Laura is because she is using a microphone, a real one, like with headphones and everything. Do what you say? I'm going to take a photo to post on Instagram stories. To so prove it. we both ordered these beautiful Yeti microphones recommended to us by Liz, our fave, and Laura got hers and mine somewhere in mail world. <laughs> so <laughs> one day I'll be professional too, but it looks amazing. It sounds great. Hopefully you guys can let us know if it sounds any different to you guys. Um, yeah. And it's a, it's, we have this because of the support from those of you who signed up for our butcher box, mm-hmm. um, from our butcher box landing page. So thank you for that. And the money that comes in for that goes directly to making the podcast better. So mm-hmm. your support means a lot. So thanks for that. Thanks guys. You're the best, yeah. best listeners ever. Um, ever. today is a very special episode. It's our holiday episode. And, um, both Laura and I, if you don't know, we are obsessed with, the holiday season, which I feel like most people are happy when the holidays are here, but we're uber excited to share some personal traditions and favorites and things that we do with our family. And then we're going to dive into some really, um, really, really, really great listener questions that you guys had. And we'll share some personal experience, um, and see if we can kind of guide you from our own experience on how to tackle some of those tougher holiday, um, issues you might encounter. So we are super excited. Yeah. Yeah. I am pumped. So let's, it's funny because this episode's been a long time coming. We tried to record last week and life has just been crazy as you yeah. guys probably know and probably can relate to. So we're very happy to be sitting down right now and looking each other in the face and talking <laughs> to you. So yeah. thanks for tuning in because I know this season is crazy and hopefully you're able to get to this at some point, maybe before the new year and uh, we can be of some help or at least just some, some fun for your holiday season. Yeah, totally. Let's check in. Laura, what do you have going on right now? Well, a couple things. First, something that's been pretty cool is that my mom is right now in the other room with Evie, um, hanging out with her, and it's been fun to see her come. She's going to be coming about once a week and spending time with her little granddaughter. So Evie's getting more and more comfortable with her, and I see hope for time away. Probably not overnight for a long time, but at least dates and whatnot. So that's been awesome. Um, what else? I have sourdough in the oven right now. My first love. Um, those of you who follow me on Instagram, I've been posting about this starter that I've created. The, the um, wonderful woman from Jovial Foods sent me a great gift pack of all this awesome stuff. And it's, it's gluten-free, but then she also has einkorn wheat products. So she sent me einkorn flour. And einkorn is like a traditional wheat, so it hasn't been altered or any in any way. And um, I've had einkorn baked goods before, and I, they, I tolerate them pretty well. So in any case, sourdough is in the oven. Um, our timing was – my timing was off this morning, so I'm going to have to <laughs> go pull it out at some point. But that's exciting. And then finally, just fresh off the heels of last week's episode, um, Evie's in the midst of teething and, and uh, a little bit of sleep regression. And so we have been really trying to implement the crying in arms and the aware parent techniques, and it's been pretty, pretty powerful. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, real talk about also great and yesterday Rusty did a lot of the crying in arms work while I worked and she needed to cry for about I'd say almost 40 minutes 
friend um, and he just held her and talked to her and she fell asleep in his arms and it was really cool. So see that pay off. If you guys haven't checked out the last two episodes with Eliza, um, give them a listen. They're pretty, pretty powerful and pretty beneficial for us so far anyway. So we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. So that's what's new with me. What about you? So there's a lot going on. Um, I most recently just got into a fender bender. Um, and so that was fun. Not my fault. Everyone's okay. Car's okay. Um, ish. And so that was fun. It just seems, uh, I'm not really like a negative person, but just a lot of stuff's been going on and I'm just, it's, I don't know. Yeah, real talk. That's what we're here for. (laughs) Everyone's everyone's been there at some point in their life where it's just like, okay, come on, like let's have something positive happen. But so that just happened recently, um, and I haven't been in any sort of like motor vehicle anything, knock on wood, in like years. So that was fun. Um, What else is going on? What else? What else? What else? Um, You know, it was my birthday this week on Tuesday. So that was exciting. My birthday, like I definitely am a birthday celebrator. Um, and so that was a, that was a positive, um, got to hang out with, with family. We had steaks and my husband got me my favorite cupcakes from a local bakery here in San Antonio called bird bakery, which if you've never been there, it's amazing. They also have one in Dallas. Um, it is actually, um, do you know who army hammer is? The actor? No idea. No. Um, he played, what, the Lone Ranger. He did, I forget what else he's in. I don't know. He's a, just a good-looking actor guy that's, like, played in a couple popular movies. Um, his wife, um, I guess, lived in Alamo Heights, which is a part of San Antonio, and so they started this, she started this bakery. It's amazing. So go there. It's, it's awesome. Um, I wanted to mention, I know we've been talking about mindfulness, uh, mindfulness practice and gratitude practice and stuff. And my husband got me an amazing birthday gift. Very thoughtful. Um, it's called flow is the journal. Um, and so he found it at whole foods and I'll kind of give you a little bit more background. I'm sure as I move through it, but it's not just like writing things down every day. It's like, guided so it has like different activities that you do you do like drawing pictures it has a more a thing called morning pages on it where you basically just like word vomit in the morning like the way I've experienced it is like you word vomit anything that's like bothering you like negative so that way you can just kind of like get it out of your system and move on um and so it's really cool I will definitely have a link to it in the show notes um that's awesome but it looks cool yeah I'm super excited so it's 19 days of mindfulness and it's like a day-to-day practical guide and um super excited yeah so that's pretty much what's going on our dogs are almost both trained as this one comes over here and loves on me. Um, Luna is back from getting trained. We actually just recently learned from the, the trainer that's training them that Great Pyrenees are really hard to train obedience-wise because just because of their breed. Um, and she sent us an article that she found because she was having a lot of trouble with them both. Um, they're great dogs, like the sweetest ever, but like they don't do commands like on your time and they do commands on their time and it's like talking about how that's just like a breed trait um so anyone i would highly recommend great pyrenees as a pet but definitely do your research on what kind of dog you want um before you do get them they're great family dogs and we love them so much so that's pretty much i think all the updates awesome yeah Sweet. Speaking of verbal vomit or you said word i think vomit yeah. i went on a, yesterday i was just it's just there's a lot on my mind. I'm, you know, I have a five month old and full-time job and like, you know, money's always a thing. And for me, I'm not good at writing it down. Like I don't have the patience for that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so yesterday the stars aligned and I was, I just haven't really been into going to the gym the the past few days. I've I've taken a little bit of a break, like working out either outside or going for walks. So I was like, I'm just going to go for a walk. My husband coached all day. And, um, and then he had a really slow class, so he was able to join me. So we went, we walked for like an hour, and I just, I unloaded on him, not in a bad way by yeah. any means, but I just like, I processed so much on that, that walk. I was wearing Evie, and just like, we were just talking and talking, talking about like life and where we see ourselves in three years and like all this stuff. And I, I swear to you, since then, this morning was crazy, and I feel fine. 
It's like this, it's amazing how, just like we talk about our little ones, crying it, crying it out in our arms and like listening to them. As far as like being an adult, that was so therapeutic for me just to have him take in what I was saying and acknowledge it and be there and listen. And on the same note, two days ago, being overwhelmed, I just, for whatever reason, like Evie had a big cry in my arms. She fell asleep and then I started nursing her and then I started crying and mm-hmm. I couldn't really pinpoint why. And what was magical is that my husband was sitting next to me and he didn't ask. He just was like rubbing my head and was telling me like, it's okay to cry. And, and it was like magic. And so for him not to have to be like, what's wrong, what's wrong and yeah. try and fix anything. He just, he just let me cry. And about three hours later, I came back kind of realizing what had happened. And I was so grateful because it was, it wasn't, you know, it, it didn't, it was cool. And it's amazing to see, I think our work with Evie and how it's playing out in our own relationship and yeah. our ability to show emotion. It's pretty cool. I was going to say, has he been listening to the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> he listens to me regurgitate everything. I'm a, I'm a talker to process. And so yeah. I'll even process our podcast episodes after we record them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, cause I, Liz Wolf has been talking a lot about that on her, in her group about the power of like expressive writing. And I'm like, I think about that all the time. I'm not like a journaler either. Like I don't write anything down I'm excited to see what this will be like since it's not really like long form like journaling um but yeah I'm not that like that either I'm definitely a talker I mean we if you guys (laughs) we have a podcast we have a (laughs) podcast so that's that but we also communicate fairly frequently during the day via Marco Polo and so it's a lot of that processing like we're just processing together like things that are happening and we hold the space for each other as well as our other friend Kim and um, that's, that's just, yeah, it's amazing. Um, I wanted to add something else not to take away from that, that whole powerful processing, but you mentioned working out. Um, and I didn't tell you, so I, this is like the story of my life in terms of working out, but like, I'm not going to the gym right now. Um, like formally, but I started, I signed up for, um, street parking. Have you heard of street parking with Miranda, Miranda and her, her boo? Um, Miranda Oldred, if you don't know, she's a, a CrossFitter, um, used to be very competitive. I don't know if she plans on staying competitive, but she just had a little one and her and her significant other partner have, um, this program called street parking and it's basically designed for, and I like to share this just because I know there are lots of moms out there in the same boat as me. Um, but it's designed for people with like minimal gym equipment, um, but it also has tiers. So like, if you want to do it at home, it has like the workout of the day designed for that. And then it has like program B, which is like, if you have a barbell program C is if you have like other like pull up bars and stuff like that. So it's designed to be your like really modifiable. And then they have like accessory work. Cause I like to, to do lifting. And so they have like only lifting and power lifting, um, accessory work. You can choose, they have endurance stuff. Um, and so it's been really good. I've done it for two days. I actually really like it. It's super affordable. Um, this is not sponsored in any way, but, um, they're also doing a special right now. If you buy a month, um, in December, you get January for free. So check it out. Um, you know, if it works for you, cool. If not, you know, there are plenty of other amazing at home programs too, but it's been really, really cool so far. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, We'll link to it in the show notes too. Um, but let's go ahead. Are you ready to dive in? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, sweet. So we're going to talk today about the holidays. And so to begin with, we're going to do, um, just some of our own holiday favorites, traditions, feelings, thoughts, briefly. And then we want to be able to dive into your questions. Uh, we got some really great listener questions. So we'll touch on some of it in our own little, uh, opinions and perspectives on the holiday. And then we'll dive in deeper with the question. So I'm going to have you start while I pull my sourdough out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, we're just going to kind of go through, talk about our favorite things and our experiences thus far with the caveat that like I have a six month old almost. And so I don't have a lot of experience with holidays with a baby, um, or with a kid, a child. Uh, so it's, it's going to be my thoughts so far. And like also what we've talked about as leading into parenthood of what we see this being. So it's, I'm excited about this. I'm excited to share and, uh, hear your thoughts too. Right. Awesome. Okay, cool. Go get your, do you want to go get your sourdough now? Okay. (laughs) All right. So this is Jess. And like I mentioned before, holiday holidays are my favorites. I will be quite honest with you guys. Thanksgiving 
I love Thanksgiving because I love food, but Christmas is definitely um, has a special place in my heart, and I, I've always felt that way. My birthday is during this month. Um, Tim and I's anniversary is during this month, so we were married on uh, December 17th. Um, quite a few family members' birthdays during this month, um, and it just always has been like a really special time in our family. So we like to celebrate it, um, but also just want to let you guys know from a personal perspective, um, having had a fairly difficult um, first two to three years with Bear, um, I really didn't have the headspace to celebrate, and I know that sounds terrible, and don't get me wrong, Bear did not miss out on anything, but the first two to three years, as far as like traditions, I just didn't have the energy did your, did your sourdough come out? It's so good. <laughs> okay, I'm so excited. <laughs> I wish you could smell it. Anyway. I know, send me some. Um... I'm super excited. Okay, proceed. <laughs> Sorry. I can actually hear you while you're talking. Okay, so cool. I'm so listening. I was saying, Laura, it's so weird not to talk to somebody when you're not in front of me on the video. <laughs> but I was saying, you know, the first two to three years of Bear's life, um, I just really didn't have the headspace to put forth the effort like it was like okay we're gonna have a tree we're gonna have presents we're gonna have stockings like that's all that's not all I can muster and I if you're in that same place like I want you to know it's okay like they're very young um you know just don't beat yourself up about it if you don't have the energy to go all out with every single thing that you see yourself doing in the future as your kids grow old um you know you will be able to add things in as you're able to and that's just that's just the bottom line. So I want to say that, but this year I'm actually in a place now that Camille's like, you know, she's gonna be 17 months. Bear is four and a half. Uh, feel like we were really like in a good place. Um, though I will tell you the advent calendar, uh, mishap story just to make you guys feel better. <laughs> uh, but so a couple holiday favorites right now that we're trying to do, um, we, and I haven't been doing this in the past, but this year we started getting, um, I got an ornament for each person, um, and I hope to do that like every year of it, like a special ornament that you know I picked out just for them, like things that they like or that reminds me of them. Um, and so that's going to be super exciting. Um, I think Tim got a. It's like a. It's kind of a funny one. It's either bacon, or a razor because he has a rowdy nice. beard. Um, and then Bear got a, a T Rex, and then Camille got a microphone because she is like a very musical little lady. It's so um, fun because that's one of ours too. I yeah. love that that overlaps. Jump in. Like, tell us what you're going to like, have y'all already gotten your, your, I got Evie hers. We're resting. I haven't done ours yet. Um, but we, I got her, there's a, I need to remember the name of the, um, company, but they make from scratch, like it's local and they make these wood, little wood ornaments, mm -hmm. little sapling or something. I'll link to it. Uh -huh. And so we, I got her, uh, those of you who know, um, that her spirit animal is a fox and they had a really sweet little fox wooden ornament and I got it engraved on the back to say like Evie Wilder's first Christmas with the date um so it's fun that those that our traditions overlap like that I think yeah. that's really cool and I think a lot of people or actually I don't know a ton of people that do that personally but I've I've heard feedback like via social media that that's something that people do we didn't do that in our family growing up so it was definitely something just like new and that's something really like I feel like budget wise I mean, something you can easily do for the kids um, and for the family that's not going to, like, break the bank. Because that's the other thing. It's like, I have all of these, like, grand schemes. Like, I'm going to get Christmas book for every day of the month, and we're going to read them. It's like, okay, like, $500 later, I'm, well, like, missing the, the spirit of Christmas here. My friend does that, but she just wraps books they have. And then the, little, the kid gets to open a book every night, and they read it. But she's not buying new books. Is it? Are they Christmas books? No, okay. they're just books to read. So my goal was to like do like some get sort of Christmas, Christmas book, book, like just to get in, like get in the spirit. But I guess over what time, if you did every night or every time like the Christmas Eve book was a Christmas one, and then slowly yeah. but surely you build till you have twenty four. That's a great idea. See the, the, the books leading up to it are just yeah. regular books, and in twenty you know twenty four years you can hand them down, <laughs> and then your kid can do it with his kid. Yeah, that's what I'm um, that's a great that. idea. Okay. So yeah. that's definitely, that's on my, my kind of like list of things to talk about. Something that I definitely want to do, but I think we'll probably start with that. Maybe we'll just do Christmas Eve because we do Christmas jammies too. And honestly, the last couple of years we, we were going to, we did them like Christmas Eve, but it's like, 
I've already given them to them because I'm like, I want them to wear them and like totally. get in the spirit. So they have Christmas jammies. We have Christmas jammies. I saw your onesie. Um, yeah. It's adorable. We also have onesies, which I'm sure I'll post soon. Um, we overlap there too. My mom bought us jammies my whole life. Like up, up until this year, she would get them for me. And then since Rusty joined the family, Rusty gets them. And then I'm like, okay, now we have a kid. I'm taking yes. over. So we got matching ones. Um, that's so fun. That's and I awesome. agree. I was like, I'm going to bust these out now because mm-hmm. she grows so fast mm-hmm. and I want to get my use out of them. And I probably not going to wear them much of the year because it's warm here. So where did you get yours from? Burt's bees, ba- Burt's bees, baby. Okay. Um, so they're like organic cotton, but they were surprisingly affordable That's and awesome. I, I love them. And mine's a onesie, but it's perfect because the top, it buttons down from the top, like a, like a Henley, so not mm-hmm. all the way. Um, so I can easily unbutton it and pop the boob out. So they're great for nursing That's awesome. and, uh, Rusty got matching pants and then like a gray Henley top. And then Evie has the footy pajamas in the same. We did like the rugby stripes. That's cute. Yeah. I saw them. And they're like kind of like a lavender color. Uh, no, it's red. It's oh, it's like red? A, what? Yeah. Why did I see lavender? Uh, she has a different pair of stripes. Oh, okay. okay. Same, basically the same ones, but those are, yeah, they're purple. And gotcha. then we have our Christmas ones are red. So that's fun. Where'd you get yours? So yeah, mine are not like organic or anything like that. Mostly because we're not going to wear them a ton. So I'm not like, I would have liked to do that, but you know, we, we went with like the cheapest option we could find. Cause they can get really crazy expensive. If you're, fi- if you're buying like a family of four or five, oh, yeah. Um, Birds was having a crazy deal. That's the only yeah. reason we did it. Yeah, we'll rewear can. them probably next year. Absolutely. We got ours from, I think it's the children's place. Um, and so they were having like a crazy like 50% off sale. They always have sales, FYI, for people that are curious. Um, but that's where we got ours. They're like a Fair Isle design. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. So they're super cute. The kids love them. Uh, and really, really warm. Um we're digressing here, but, mm-hmm. um, jammies, let's see what else we're this year. We're trying, we're doing an advent calendar. Um, and I actually made it super easy. I I'm hoping to post a tutorial, but let's be honest. I haven't posted anything on the blog in a really long time, but you posted this on Instagram, right? I did. I posted a picture of it. Basically all we oh, did was got, um, like, um, what's the word craft envelopes. So like that Brown paper envelopes, um, and then Michael's had like a, a little advent calendar set for like $3. And so we did that and I printed off. Um, so our family, um, I think I've talked about this before, but we are, you know, we're Christian and, you know, part of the story of Christmas for us is, you know, Jesus's birthday. So, um, part of what I want to instill with our kiddos is really teaching them, you know, the story of, of Jesus's birth. And so we use the advent calendar for that purpose, but we also use it. Um, so yesterday it was really cool. It was, we read a verse from the Christmas story. Um, and then we also, there's also a little piece of paper in there and I just like made up really easy things that bear could do, um, to kind of like focus outward in this season where like, you know, kids tend to be like, I want this, I want that. Um, you know, me, 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 more presents, all of that stuff. Um, and so basically each day was something, is something they can do for somebody else. Um, and so yesterday was write someone a nice note and he got to pick who wanted to write it for. And, you know, I helped, I wrote it obviously cause he can't really write yet, but, um, he chose to write it to me and Luna, our dog. And so it was just super cute. Like he was it was the funniest note. I wish I had it in front of me right now, but it was like, I love you, mama. I like you. You're my favorite person. It was just like the sweetest it's thing so ever. so sweet. So yeah, the advent calendar. We also do like, there's a chocolate coin in there, but I have to tell you guys, I had like a little mini meltdown the other day because it was a stressful day and we had to catch up on the advent calendar because we had missed like a couple days and the kids were kind of crazy. It was after dinner. Like we had just like had battle royale trying to get them to eat and I'm like okay let's just do the advent calendar we definitely weren't in the right frame of mind but I tried to like sit him down and like meanwhile Camille's like pulling all the things out of the advent calendar and Bear's like I want the chocolate give me the chocolate like not listening to anything that I'm saying about like the story and all that good stuff and so it was a, a huge advent calendar fail. And I kind of like went off into my room and cried about it. Cause I was like, I'm trying to do this and nobody appreciates me. And blah. meanwhile, it's like, okay, they're, 
bears four. She's like 17 months. She has no clue what's going on. And it's like, I think you said, Laura, like she sees this cool thing. She just wants to like touch it. She thinks it's for her to play with. So I had to like totally revamp my expectations about how they were going to be like sitting around me looking up like, you know, so enthralled to hear like the story. And so I totally changed my expectation. I'm like, okay, we're going to do this just with Bear. We're going to do it, you know, after Camille's down so that he can focus. We're going to do it very quickly. And I'm, that's, that's my expectation. So that's the advent calendar adventures right now. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Do you guys have an advent calendar? I saw you had like a, a one with like the chocolate. Yeah. Rusty and I got like fair trade chocolate. I have a big issue with chocolate. That's a whole mm-hmm. other podcast. It's a real jacked industry. So we got a fair trade advent calendar and, uh, we open each night and eat our little chocolate and it's lovely. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that I've done since I was little. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's fun for us to do. We've done it as long as we've been together. So it's like Rusty and I are kind of children at heart. And so we have so many traditions that are already ours, um, that we're just kind of going to continue to do. And then I think it's going to be for us, like, as soon as Evie starts showing interest, we'll start really, like, including her. Yeah. Um, obviously, she's included in everything we do, but yeah. we're going to kind of implement it as she wants to be a part of it. Um, mm-hmm. No chocolate this year for this one, except for through my milk, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's, that's fun. It's a fun part of the countdown to Christmas, and um, yeah, I love it. And for us, you know, like, I think it's kind of cool that we have two perspectives on the holiday because we aren't really we're not christian we're both spiritual person people and we love the the spirit of the holiday and the the sense of giving and like the connectedness um we obviously believe there's more and so it's i think it's cool that the same holiday can really be so impactful and so powerful um no matter what the belief system behind it and i think that that's part of the magic magic of the holiday it's not like you know it, it doesn't belong to anybody it's just like this beautiful spiritual connectedness like spirit of giving and love and it's like most of the time and I know this isn't the case for everybody and I apologize if it's not for you but most of the time people love this time of year because um there's just it's like joy like permeates <laughs> and connectedness permeates and I just think that that's a pretty magical thing so yeah um the advent calendar is awesome I love the countdown and I do like I I, I think that the history and like all of it is just it, there's so much magic this time of year so pretty incredible stuff yeah. um so so far it's like almost all of our traditions have overlapped I'm gonna have to really share mine (laughs) well I mean I have a a couple of things that I feel like I can kind of like save for listener questions if you want to touch on anything um like specific that you want to talk about because for us a lot of this is the first year we're trying it so you know I don't have a lot of feedback and honestly my whole thought is like I have this list of ideas of traditions but at any point if it gets too overwhelming I'm gonna be like yeah. We don't need to do this right now. Like I and That's moving the forward, behind it, right? Is it should be fun. Right. And, yeah. Exactly. And it's like if you're just trying to like do if every day is still with a different activity or every weekend you're like trying to do something because it's like you have this idea that this is the way it should be and you know, you're trying to create magic, it's like it should be happiness and joy, like you said, and connectedness. If it's like stressful for you, then maybe it's like, okay, let's take a step back. Like, let's look at what's really important, what I can really do with my totally. time and effort and energy, and then, you know, go from there. But because I think they pick up on more than anything else, like mm-hmm. the, the energy versus yeah. like the actual thing. It's like, what is the feeling and the spirit behind whatever's happening? Yeah. I like, no, no offense to anyone who does this, but like the elf on the shelf thing to me seems so unbelievably stressful to do like a gift <laughs> every day and like move the elf and like, you Wait, forget there's a gift elf. involved for some, some people. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, that's just, to me, that's like, that's, that's hard. So I'm going to be minimal and then, you know, just try and keep it fun, but, um, not overdo it. Cause it, I, I want, I want to enjoy, it. I don't believe in the, like now it's, I have a kid, so I don't get to enjoy it anymore. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> I still have fun. So. And I'm glad you mentioned the elf on the shelf. We have one. I honestly don't know where it is. I cannot do it. Like I, <laughs> I will forget. I just honestly don't have the energy or the effort to like, do that at all so no offense to anyone who does it I think you're rock stars because I've seen some like incredible setups there but like I'm literally just trying to survive day to day over (laughs) here so I can't keep track of one more quote-unquote person in this house even if it is just an elf so anyways tell me about your some of your traditions 
Yeah. So the other ones is just like Christmas, Christmas morning now is sacred for us in terms of just family. So no one's spending the night. Um, we're, we're going to be just the three of us home for Christmas morning. Cause my most fond memories as a kid were when it was just my mom, my dad, my brother and sister and me on Christmas morning. Um, and no one else, I just feel like that's such an important like bonding time for the family unit. So just like we did on Thanksgiving, we're going to go for a hike in the morning. Um, and I talked a little bit about this on Instagram, this, the concept of like, for me, the gym is no longer a place I'll ever go on a holiday. Um, and I find that to be, Ooh, bless you really freeing. Um, and so we'll just, we try to get outside and the point of the hike is not to exercise. It's to connect with nature and life. Cause God bless you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's fun. And then, um, we'll do like, we wake up and we'll do our stocking and like chocolate's always the first thing I eat on Christmas morning. Cause there's always chocolate in my stocking and then we'll do coffee and go hike and some sort of pancakes or something. Um, with a, like financially right now, you know, we're trying to be minimal with Christmas. So Rusty and I aren't gifting each other. We're just doing each other's stockings. So it'll probably be like some socks and some chocolate. Um, and then Evie, we just got her one gift. She's getting a, a book and I can say it. I'm nursing her right now, but she doesn't know. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe on some level. Anyway, so we got her this the locally, this book that just launched is from a local little business and um, called the Salty Little Sliders. And it's like a bunch of these little surfer kids and it's really sweet and great art. So we got her that. Um, and yeah, and then we're going to go. So, but my favorite of all, honestly, is Christmas Eve. Um, family, my, we're, we host now. We kind of take in the reins. My godparents used to host, but we do grilled cheese and tomato soup. And my family's coming. Um, my mom, dad, sister, and her boyfriend. And, um, that's when we'll like bust out the Christmas jammies. And we're because Evie's so little and she has an early bedtime, we're going to make a whole day of it. So they're coming over earlier in the day and we're going to like walk along the water and get, probably get coffee and then come home and eat and all that. So that is my favorite. It's honestly like Christmas Eve is my favorite holiday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's really like low key and quality family time and we make a whole day of it. And I just, it's the excitement of the next day coming. Um, so that's fun. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. And then like, we, this is more of like a holiday, like obviously a Christmas episode since both of us celebrate. Um, but also new year's I think is important. And that's for us, you know, we do not do new year's. We don't, uh, we don't really go out. We usually get pizza, stay in, maybe have champagne. And then on new year's day, we always go to a coffee shop. This is our new thing for the past like three or four years. And instead of setting resolutions, we kind of just, we like reflect on the year prior because we write down all our goals. So we read those goals from the year prior, see what, what happened, what changed. And then we write new goals for the coming year. Um, and it's pretty fun. So those are like our, over the course of this month, those are the big things that I'm most looking forward to. And, uh, I'm sure as we continue with the kiddo and maybe another one that will find more traditions, but we're trying to, we're keeping it simple for now. So the big ones are like, you know, Christmas Eve and yeah, I I just, I love it. Oh, and Christmas day. Then after we have our whole morning, we're going to go to my parents for, um, dinner. So that'll be, that's awesome too. And my aunt and uncle will be there and we'll eat all the good food. That's awesome. I love it. It's just such a fun time of year. It really is. I'm glad you, um, I didn't mention this, but we do. And again, like you and I are in two completely different, like, places in terms of like our kids are your kids much younger and my kids you know bears getting to the point where he's like very wants to be super involved so it's kind of it's it's holding me a little bit more accountable to kind of like push myself outside of my like energy comfort zone to do those things that he like is asking for so like he wants to make Christmas cookies for Santa Claus so like on the advent calendar on a certain day um, we're going to do that together. We're going to do paleo Christmas cookies um, for so that we can leave them for Santa. And then he wants to make like reindeer food. Like, I don't know if he's just getting this from like classmates or whatever, but you know, they've, they've been talking about Christmas, I guess at school. And so we're going to make some reindeer food and um, things like that, like in the days leading up to actual Christmas morning. And then we do, a, I do a breakfast bake. So I usually do like a gluten-free, like French toast bake that like you prepare the yeah. night before and then you like put it in the fridge. So that way you can just like pop it in the oven in the morning. Super duper really easy. Really good idea. So yeah. easy. Um, do you have a recipe for that anywhere? I do. I'll have to, I'll post we'll a link to it. To it. Um, it's not mine. It's just someone's that I, I use. Um, it's like okay. a blueberry um, breakfast bake. And then we kind of do the same thing where we just kind of low key watch the kiddos open presents. We have a couple of Christmas movies that we'll be watching on a repeat um, mm-hmm. the next couple of weeks. My favorite, my absolute favorite movie of all time is The Family Stone. Um, it is the only movie that I can watch 
over and over and over again, I know pretty much all the lines, which is so weird because if you ask my husband, like, I refuse to watch movies twice. Any other movie, like, I will not watch again because uh-huh. I already know what's going to happen. I'm like, it's not I'm exciting similar. to yeah. me, you know? Um, but family That's love actually for me. That's the one that you like to watch uh-huh. on repeat. I've, yeah. never, I've never seen Family Stone. I have to go, go look for it. I don't oh even know Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you will love it. It is okay. so amazing. It's like this family, kind of a dysfunctional family. Um, and it's just, it's hilarious, but also really um, powerful in some points. Awesome. Um, just okay. the conversations that they have. So you should totally watch it. Um, that, that kind of brings us to one of our questions mm-hmm. uh, in terms of screen time, because obviously you have two kids and mm-hmm. Christmas movies are big for you. And one of them is under two. And so one of the questions was um, she's trying to be like hardcore about screen time, but Christmas movies. And it's a special time of year. And she's saying she doesn't even want to like plop her two year old in front of the TV, but just have it on the background. So I think you and I are probably pretty similar in this is where um, I can kind of just say my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. We've, Evie's almost six months old and we've had Christmas movies on while she's awake and she'll look at the screen and I don't have a problem with it. Um, we don't use, like I, our plan is at this point, and again, I can only speak to where we are in life now is to not use screens at all as like a, a distraction or as a, um, like sitter type situation, but, uh, stuff like that, like Christmas movies, when we're baking Christmas cookies and, or like making dinner or Rusty and I really want to sit down and watch a Christmas movie. I have no issues with her being a part of that. I think it's cool. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of nostalgia for the Christmas movies and, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of where I stand on it in terms of, I think that screens are, I'm like somewhere in the middle where I feel like our little ones have to understand what a screen is because they're, they permeate every aspect of life these days. Um, and so I think the best thing you can do is just do what feels most comfortable to you as a parent. And if you really don't want, if you feel that like it's not best for your individual kid, then then maybe wait until baby goes to sleep and then turn on a movie. Or we have a pretty strict no TV during the week until after she goes down. And then on the weekends, we're more relaxed. So like we had a, a Christmas story, I think, on this past week. No, the Grinch on this past weekend while we cooked and she was in there with us and definitely engaged with the movie. And, and so I just, I think, um, you just have to set your, and especially when you're traveling, she talks about her family and Mm -hmm. not respect her family, not respecting her wishes. And I think you have to just set boundaries, know what you want and then stick to it. And, um, ideally, you know, family should respect that. Otherwise I just, that's a big thing for me is like family respecting your wishes as a parent. Um, you know, it's, it's your, it's your say it's your child. And so that's, those are my thoughts. What do you think? Yeah, and I think this is a tough issue, too. I I feel very similar to what you're saying, Laura, but also it's like, you know, if I, we're not traveling for the holidays, and we'll kind of dive into that a little bit later, but if we were going to a family's house and that's part of their tradition Mm -hmm. or that's part of the way they're celebrating is to watch The Grinch and it's on in the background or whatever, it's like I'm not going to ask everyone else to not do that. You know what I mean? Um, Oh, yeah. Because that's... I don't know. So I feel like there's some give and take there. For well, me, the specifics of this question were more like her sister, like will pull out her phone and specifically like put something in front of yeah, her little one's no, face that's, and show her video. That's and that is not respectful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially um, because she's expressed her wishes, but yeah. something like that, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. And it's, and it's, I think having two kids now, um, and one who is just now, you know, bears just now getting to the point where he'll ask to watch movies and things. We don't have the TV on during like the week or anything like that. We honestly don't watch it during the weekend either. Like we just watch it at night, but we will let him occasionally have some screen time. But so, you know, just because of the nature of that, he's watching more TV. Um, Camille's probably, I mean, she's been exposed to way more screen time like as a side effect of that than bear was at her age. And so Mm -hmm. we just become a lot more lax about it. And, um, our big thing is, and I wish, I hope I can find this, this study, but basically they said, it's kind of what you're saying. Um, if you are actually watching the TV with your child and y'all are like sitting there side by side and maybe like having conversations about what's going on, they've actually like, there's been studies showing that that's not actually detrimental um, in any way. Um, and again, I'm just kind of regurgitating like the, the general specifics of this study. It's more so when you plop them in front of the TV and leave them alone for two hours, um, you know, using it as a sitter that they've seen some, some connection, uh, as far as like negative side effects. So, um, to me, you know, she was talking about, you know, if we are baking Christmas cookies and it's on in the background, it's like your child's 
going to be much more interested in what you're doing together, i.e. like making cookies or crafting or whatever, than they really are going to be with the screen usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just really, again, it's not really a, I just try not to stress too much about it, if that makes sense, especially around this yeah. time. It's like, you know, it's not going to be an everyday thing and it's part of the season and that's just not 100%. Too sense, you know? It's like there's a lot of violence in yeah. a Christmas movie. Right. Though <laughs> I will say like the old, like, um, Rudolph ones that are kind of puppety, mm-hmm. they're very, uh, like machismo. Like the, the men are jerks. To them. <laughs> like Santa is a jerk. And like Rudolph's mom gets emotional when he runs away and mm-hmm. she's literally told like, Oh, don't be so emotional. <laughs> like, <Really>? okay. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. I have not. I don't. Another reason to watch this stuff with your kids because you'll pick up on stuff now that maybe you didn't as a kid. And you're like, maybe I don't want her watching that specific movie. Right. <laughs> so well, that's funny. like Bear likes Home Alone, and we have to like literally. He loves it, and we've watched it together, and it's a little like I'll admit, like I, it's not super appropriate for that age. We just have to like fast forward through the parts where there's like there's, you know, Buzz, the older brother, or whatever. Um, is not a nice person and we have to, I know probably going to get flack about letting him watch home alone, but like he loves it. He absolutely loves it. And so we just have to kind of make sure we censor certain portions Uh of it. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you just make it work, whatever works for you and whatever feels right in your gut. That's, I think go with it. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but, um, which leads us to the next question, which is the Santa question, which I think is such a good one. Um, you know, it's like, how far do you want to go? How long do you want to keep that going? Do you want to like from the get go, tell them, tell your kid that there is or isn't a Santa or, you know, how do you want to address that? And so we did get a question about that, like addressing the potential web of lies. Um, but I don't really like to say it that way because, if you phrase it as a lie, it's a little bit intense. I think that it can personally, I know where my line will be. Um, we plan to just kind of like go with the Santa thing. And then as soon as she questions us, it'll, for me, that's when, that's when it'll stop. But we, I got this awesome book from, um, this woman named Chelsea Rippey and she sent, it's called, there's certainly a Santa. And uh, I was reading it this morning again, and I just love it. And it's this concept of like, Santa isn't just a, a man who comes down your chimney um, which could potentially be creepy, but not, not necessarily. <laughs> He's watching um, you while you sleep. Yeah, That's exactly. <laughs> so, you can, so for me, I, I imagine it'll probably happen sooner, not super soon, but sooner rather than later that like the concept of Santa is, um, it's like the spirit of it. And it's like bringing them into it. Like Santa is real. Santa, I am Santa, but so are you. And so, mm-hmm. and then like bringing in this concept of now we could together pick anyone in your life right now who you feel like could use a little extra love. And then you take, you help your kid like create a gift mm-hmm. for that person, give them one of their own toys or bake something or whatever. And so you're not like all of a sudden killing this idea, but now it's like, yeah, Santa is, I, cause typically the question is like, are you Santa? Like, are you the one leaving the gift? Mm-hmm. And you can be like, yeah, I am. And now, now that you know, like you can be a part of this too. And so versus it being like this, this lie. And I know for us, we're just planning one gift from Santa every year mm-hmm. so that when Evie becomes Santa, uh, <coughs> she, her giving one gift, it, it'll, it'll be like a, a nice transition versus like mm-hmm. 80 gifts from Santa. And then, but I, but if I'm Santa, I should be giving more, you know? So mm-hmm. that's kind of where we stand on it. The second she starts, I just, I'm not willing to look her in the face and, and just be like, if she asks me, be like, yeah, Santa's real, you know, um, in that way. Like, yes, the man coming down our non-existent chimney is real. It's mm-hmm. more like as soon as questions start coming, I'm, I'm ready to be, um, super open with her about that. So that's where I stand. Um, the book's awesome. Actually, the, the author has given you guys 50% off. So I'll put a link to that. If you order, you can get 15% off her book again. It's called 50 There's or 15 on five. Okay. Yeah. I actually, she sent me that book, um, like two years ago and we Mm -hmm. still have it, um, ready to go when the time is, is needed. Um, it's a great book. book You read your kid to help explain, which is awesome. Like we won't start reading it to her now. As as soon as she starts questioning, then we'll, then we'll read it to her. And it's funny because we didn't really talk about this beforehand, but I feel the same way for us. Santa, I remember distinctly when a friend told me that Santa wasn't real. Um, I was devastated. I was literally devastated. And so I went to my mom and, you know, I'm like crying. Like they told me Santa's not real. I must've been, I probably believed longer than most kids, maybe like eight or nine. Cause I like remember it. Um, and she kind of said what you said, you know, like Santa was a real person. You know, she told me the story of St. Nicholas and like 
kind of the history about it. And she's like, you know, he's not here anymore, but he basically essentially the premise of the book, like he, we keep his spirit alive by, you know, all of us, the parents, you know, being, being Santa and, you know, explain it to me that way. And, and I'm the same way. It's like, I am not going to like, we are going with Santa right now. Like bear believes in Santa. Like this is something that's very part of like, it's magical to him. Um, but we also, you know, when he gets to the point where he is asking me about it, um, you know, we're going to tell him the truth in much the same way that you said, almost like mm-hmm. verbatim, like that's our plan. Um, because it's also, and also it's not, you know, other families, I want to be respectful of other families beliefs in that I don't want my kid to be the one that's like, Hey, there's no Santa and crushing someone else's dreams. Um, so we're just having that talk about it, you know, about how we're going to be Santa too. Like once he, if he gets to that place sooner rather than later, um, just talking about how we can still preserve like the, the spirit of it. But also, you know, it's like, if you want to do the Santa thing, but you don't want it to, to make the holiday all about Santa, exactly what you said. It's like, maybe just do less gifts from Santa and more gifts from, from you guys. If that's kind of where you want to go, you can, I think have Santa a part of your holiday, but not necessarily make it to be some sort of like deceitful, like this person said, web of lies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's just all about how you approach it, honestly. Yeah. And teach their own. And yeah. that's just our, like, that's our perspectives. And that's how I plan to handle it. And you plan, you're handling it. And I think it's, I think it's, it's an interesting, like, I'm not, I have a lot of good memories from Santa. Right. Me too. And, and growing up with that. And so um, I know what I want to take from what I experienced and then make it my own as a parent. So I think that's all we can do. Right. And again, it comes back to what do you feel comfortable with? If you, yeah. if you feel like you're building a web of lies, then you're probably not comfortable with it. Yeah. The second you start thinking I'm lying to my child, then it's probably time. Right. <laughs> In my opinion. Right. So. And yeah, I totally agree. And Eliza actually, um, Parker, who was on the last episode, she has a really great article, a couple of really great articles that we can link to, um, as well, but she has one about the Santa question on there. Um, and what she, what kind of resonated with me when I read those articles from her was that think about how you're using Santa, because a lot of times I've even found myself doing this. I'll be completely 100% honest. It's like, I'm trying to manipulate my child's behavior with Santa. I'm like, I have literally the words have come out of my mouth recently and I'm just like, oh my gosh, now looking back, I'm like, I don't want to do that. But it's like, if you don't eat your dinner, you know, Santa's watching you and he's not going to bring you your presents. That's a, to me, like, I feel even just terrible saying that, but it's like, you don't want to really, or at least me personally, I don't want to use something that I think is, is magical and a very like joyful thing to like manipulate my child. Um, and manipulate their behavior. And so I've made a very like conscious effort going forward to not do that. Um, and so just something to think about, you know, that's in her article talking about that. Um, but if you maybe feel like-minded when you think of, of that in terms of like how you're reacting to like controlling behavior through that, um, then that might be something you want to consider. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm kind of totally. rolling because my coffee's yeah, kicking actually, in. I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot. That's, I did want to touch on that for sure. Yeah. Like, what is Santa being used for? Is it magic or is it manipulation? Right. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, no judgment because that's, I've done it. I've, I've literally done it like two weeks ago. Um, but now moving forward, it's like one of those things, like I'm much more aware of it and moving forward. Like I definitely do not want to utilize that yeah. as a means to control. So sweet. Yeah. Well, Moving on the next, we've got a, a number of things to discuss in terms of like a big question was travel, mm-hmm. um, holiday travel with kids, keeping them happy in the car, mm-hmm. um, spending time at family's house with little ones and like whether the family kind of respects your wishes when it comes to food and, uh, we already touched on screen time and whatnot. Um, and so Jess and I are on the same page, I believe on this one is that we don't travel on Christmas. <laughs> And that's kind of, that's for, for me, I talked about it in my traditions, like that is a tradition for me is to not travel on Christmas. Um, my, again, my, like, I, re- I remember the holidays that we did travel. And to me, uh, you know, and we, especially Christmas morning has to be at home. So that's really big. So we, I can't relate in terms of some of the questions because it can be super stressful. And so for us, it's not a stress that we're willing to, um, put on ourselves. So Christmas is at home and, um, 
that's my answer. (laughs) (laughs) I know we were talking beforehand. Like I, I just have made a hard and fast since bear was born. And now Camille, like we don't travel. People are welcome to come and we'll host them. We will do that. We'd love to have people, but um, it's not something I'm willing to do. The, ad, the added stress of packing up my kids, all their crap, um, you know, all the stuff we need to like feel comfortable in someone else's house for an extended period of time. Like, I'm just not willing to do it. And so our family um, understands that. And so I know a lot of, we got a lot of questions about this, but I really, I think with families who are have new kiddos and this is maybe their first or second Christmas with a little one, I think this is kind of where you learn to like get your get your voice as a unit, you know, like kind of start standing up for yourself a little bit. And um, you're trying to like navigate this world now as your own family unit. Like, and I know you've spoke about this before too, Laura. Like, now this is my family. Like, yes, I have my parents and my cousins and all that stuff, but the most important thing is like our little unit. And so we just don't travel. <laughs> At any time. And I'm sure that'll change in the future. Maybe you mean just for Christmas or period? Um, well, right for, now, kind of for period. holidays. And oh, part yeah, of it is like, we don't have a lot of time off. And it's like, mm-hmm. our family is very spread out. Texas is huge. And we literally have family all over. So it's tr- so much harder at the holidays. There's, oh, it's more gosh. expensive to fly. There's more people on the road. It's not necessarily safe. The weather's pretty awful. It's yeah. like, there's so many reasons not to travel um, because I don't want my holiday to be stressful. Right. For myself or my kid. And there's a question about, you know, presents that was mentioned. Like if we're oh, yeah. traveling, we have to take all these presents back. And it's like, yeah, like that's a very real consideration. And there's just a lot that goes into it. So that's our initial answer. But we do have travel tips because I know, Laura, you've done a lot of travel recently with your little one. And then I also, we do travel with our kiddos. Yeah. Um, when, I've got five hours of driving solo for the first time with Evie this weekend. So, so I'm sure you'll have be... some, some tips to impart. Um, yeah. But let's talk about some things that we can suggest when you, maybe it's not an option to stay home or you really do enjoy being around your family. Um, not that's came out wrong. I enjoy being we around enjoy my family. We don't enjoy the travel part. Right. I'm lucky because my family's close. So yeah. I can drive 30 minutes on Christmas day and be with them. Right. Um, and they can be with us on Christmas Eve. So I, I don't take that for granted by mm-hmm. any means, but, um, also, like, I think everyone knows that we're not traveling on Christmas. So. Yeah. Well, for us, and we've taken an airplane trip with Bear. We went to Colorado when he was, like, two-ish. And so I can give some tips about that that worked really well. He, first of all, he was super excited to travel on an airplane. Like, it was the most... He was literally bouncing up and down when we were about to get on the airplane. Um, but we created um, just a little special travel bag that of, like, little toys and activities that he had never seen before that I knew, like, he would not get bored um, doing because he'd already seen them. So I just kind of went to the dollar store and filled it with some things that he could do. Pinterest has a ton of um, ideas for creating a travel bag. A lot of new snacks, um, things that I knew like he loved, um, that were healthy and, and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then we actually did, do you, did use screen time during travel? Not a lot because he was like super engrossed, but we did have an iPad at the ready because it just, to me, it just wasn't worth like my stress over allowing him, you know, 45 minutes of screen time. Oh yeah. It wasn't worth it. Like if he's going to sit there quietly and, you know, be happy and not, not disturb everyone else and also, you know, be comfortable traveling. And you take a kid who doesn't usually get screen time and you give them a screen for that flight. They're, they're sold. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you just pick and choose your battles. It's like, yeah, if they, if you have to use the iPad and this is my perspective in travel in the car, the airplane, um, it's not like, they're going to be addicted, mm-hmm. you know, from then on out because you control that. Um, so that's my two cents. What do you think? Yeah, we've traveled with Evie. We've flown to Dallas. We've driven to, uh, we've had like a four and a half hour drive to camp. Um, we've done some road trips and, and uh, I like go back to the where parenting thing. It's like, listen, if they're really having a hard time, with the travel, like fussing or crying or whatever, they probably need to be listened to. I know for her, like if she's in the back of the car and wailing, if I just sit next to her and look her in the face and say, I know it sucks. Like what's up? I'm here. She'll usually cry a little bit more and then settle in. So, you know, kids cry for a reason. It's, they don't just cry to piss us off. (laughs) They're usually, there's something going on. And so maybe they're uncomfortable in the seat or whatever it is. And so yes, they probably also, some of it's boredom, but, um, 
that's a big one for us is that like if one of us is in the back just like chatting with her or listening talking engaging she'll fuss and then if she if we're engaged she'll settle down so mm-hmm. I understand that's harder with two kids like trying to engage with them both and whatnot but for us right now that's what works best and then we'll bring we've got like her little fox buddy and Sophie the giraffe and whatnot and so and this weekend will be interesting because I'm driving two and a half hours uh, down to Paso to visit a friend and then back in the same day and it's just me and so it'll be interesting to see how that goes um, but typically even when I'm alone in the car if I just talk to her um, flying I'm a big um, advocate for picking times when you know they sleep so the flight we had a 6 a.m. flight and so she slept all the way through um, security and boarding and takeoff and didn't wake up till we were in the air and then I nursed her and so that was convenient like if you have any ideas of like when kids when your kid sleeps a lot um, I know our friend Kim just drove to Ashland from from Santa Cruz and that's like an eight-hour drive they left at one in the morning because they knew the kids would sleep most of the drive and they did a straight shot so stuff like that's not especially convenient for mom and dad but you're not going to hit traffic and kids will likely sleep in the car seat and so um yeah, that's kind of where I'm at at this, at this phase of life. It's so funny because I have two completely different children. With Bear, he never fell asleep in the car. He hated the car. He scream cried. And we have family um, about two and a half hours south of us that we would visit. And we just knew um, we couldn't go during nap time because he wouldn't sleep. Um, mm-hmm. And he would pretty much cry the whole way. Um, and I remember I was nursing him at the time. We nursed for like 22 months. That I have like real memories of me like trying to nurse him in the car seat super unsafe for me but like he I'm like trying to like I tried it didn't dangle work. over him Stop. in the car seat Tim's like laughing from at me from the front seat but so I mean every kid is different too now with Camille we do that like we plan on being in the car when when it's nap time because she will go to sleep so it's really know your kiddo um and kind of make your plan of attack as best as you can. Um, and then we also, if it's really long trip, break it up. I mean, don't expect to like have kids sit in the car for eight hours straight and not get out or, you know, not stretch their legs because sometimes they just need to get out, run around at a rest stop and then Mm -hmm. have a snack and get back in and they're ready to go. So totally. And we're going to have, um, my friends, Pat and Taz of the tribe life podcast. They are currently on a five month trip around the world. And when they get back, we've got a date to get them on the podcast. So they'll have all kinds of cool tips for flying, driving everywhere. So, um, stay tuned for that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think we probably just have time for one more, um, topic. And so I think we should jump to gifting. Okay. Cause that we got a lot of questions about gifts. So, um, you know, not wanting a lot of gifts and, or how you balance toys with, um, like family wanting to, so here, first question is we've, we've said every year since moving halfway across the country that we don't need lots of gifts. It's hard to travel with them. And especially now with a baby, we don't want to start the habit of lots of, uh, lots of presents. We made a wish list on Amazon, which has been helpful. Um, but my in-laws bought almost everything on it and now they have just, it's just too much stuff. Um, and so yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that one? So I don't have this problem. My family is pretty respectful. Like we can Mm -hmm. send the list over and they know that we don't want a bunch of junk and we're just candid about it. Um, My advice, if I did have this happen, what I would do. So first of all, if people just insist on buying you a bunch of gifts um, and you are traveling, I would say, ask them, hey, can you pick one or two? that we can open at your house and then just send the rest to our ship, the rest home so that we don't have to travel with them. That would be my first suggestion. And then also, so what we're going to do, and it's part of our advent calendar is we're going to actually go through because we know we're going to get a bunch of gifts. And even though they're gifts that we asked for, for the most part, um, there's, we just have too much stuff. So we're going to go through and we're going to basically, I'm going to teach bear he's at the age where he understands like we're going to get rid of some toys that we don't play with anymore and we talk about it at length and we're going to take them to you know um the shelter or the goodwill or whatever we're going to give it to people who can't who don't aren't going to get presents um and so we go through and we do a whole a big purge um together bear and i do that Um, and we did it last year and it was not a big deal i thought he was going to be super upset about it but he wasn't um it was actually pretty fun for him 
Um, and look, that's the spirit of Christmas right now. He he's getting, and he's also gifting right. and he's understanding that now he's giving toys to someone in need. And I think that's rad. Yeah, it's super rad. And we're going to do it again this year because we're just making way for new things as he grows, you know, his style changes, his mental mm-hmm. capacity for, for different things changes. And so we're getting rid of some of the gifts that just aren't some of the toys we have that just aren't appropriate. Anymore. Do you do that before Christmas or after before? We're going to, okay. it's on the advent calendar. So one of the day, the oh, activities yeah. is going to be, um, go through your toys and we're going to pick some to donate. So that's a huge one just to kind of minimize all the, the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of, we have not done this, but one of our friends, she does this with birthday gifts. And this is an idea for someone, um, who maybe is going to get a ton of stuff depending on how your family feels about it, but say, okay, you can get all these presents, but we're going to not give them all to the kiddo at once. We're going to kind of keep some tucked away and do like every couple months or every month or so they can open another present. So that way you can minimize this overflow of gifts. And then in the meantime, you can kind of, okay, we're about to open another present. Let's see if we can get rid of something else so that it's like, yeah. And then that gift means more. And ideally the person who gifted the gift can be there for that opening. Right. And it Cause, then, cause I think that's why family wants to give gifts. Like they want to yeah. see that they want that joy, see the joy from the kiddo. And Absolutely. I don't want to take that from anybody. So I mm-hmm. love that you do the before Christmas, like take a load to the, those in need. Yeah. Um, I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I, you know, I can't speak much. We did a, we did the Amazon wish list this year, which I think it was so funny. Cause I sent one for Evie to my family and then, and then lo and behold, my brother and sister made one for themselves and sent it to <laughs> us. And so it made it actually made Christmas super easy. Cause now right. I know like everyone's getting stuff that they want. And, um, it's funny how that works. But yeah. I also, I, I think my fear of that is like taking away some of the magic of like picking something out special that you think that person will love, mm-hmm. um, versus like just getting them something they already say that they want. It takes some of the surprise out of it. So yeah. I'd like to find a happy medium there of like gifting something that means something, but also like you, you, you've paid attention and you know, that person wants it because of this or this reason or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool too. So I guess for us, I don't have a lot of experience to share yet. We have, <laughs> this is our first Christmas, but, um, that's one thing that I'm like, tuning into a little bit as well. And then a big thing for us is experiences. So I know as parents, we're going to, you probably, our plan is like one gift from Santa, one gift from mom and dad, and then like one gifted experience. Like this year, pick whatever, pick one thing you want to do so badly this cut this year. And then we'll gift her that because I'm a big advocate of, um, experiences of our stuff. We don't have a lot of space. We don't know how, when we're going to move next. We've moved every year since Russ and I've been together. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just don't like having a lot of stuff. And so, and I think it's good for kids to have, there's a study that just came out about like the number of toys and something about their like ability to play independently. I, I'll look, yeah. I'll look for it and, and uh, link to it. But I just think there's a lot to be said for not having a lot of stuff, a lot of like plastic and, yeah. and stuff that's like super bright and like all that. I think just keeping it simple, um, is pretty, it's good for them to like learn how to play with that stuff and yeah. to keep it minimal and they enjoy the things they do have a little bit more. And so. They can use their imagination a little bit more and yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. And then I'm glad you mentioned the experience cause I think I got this idea. We mentioned our friend Kim, who's like, basically an honorary member of the podcast, mm-hmm. even though she's never on here, we are going to have her on. Yeah. But she talked about how, um, you know, they ask their family to purchase experiences. So I know like, but her parents also wanted to get like actual, like a real gift, um, that they could open. And so it's something that's along that kind of is in theme with the experience. So like, I know they, they gifted their daughter ballet lessons. And so they also, they gifted her to the ballet lessons, but they also gave her like a ballerina doll and some ballet slippers. So something to go along with the experience, um, that they can use in the experience, if that makes sense, you know, instead of just, I just, I think that's such a great idea and totally plan on, Mentioning that gift, family the, the thing is like the thing, like the ballet slippers are something that the little one can open right. and they get to see that immediate joy of like, this is a thing. Cause kids yeah. like that Instagram. Yeah. We all do as humans, mm-hmm. but then the experience is also then every time she goes to ballet, she'll like think of grandma and, and maybe, maybe grandma can take her to ballet. And so then right. it's like this, they get the gift just keeps giving. And I think right. that's super cool. I love it. 
I love it. Well, yeah. I think that's about. Gosh, um, we had so many more good ones. I'm so I know. Sad. And some of these are from our Facebook tribe. So I'm yeah. going to go in and respond to some of them uh, personally. So if you guys aren't a part of that Facebook tribe, if you just look up Modern Mamas Tribe on Facebook and request to join, um, we've got an awesome group of mamas there. So far, it's all women. Mm-hmm. I, I, we haven't had any men request, which I guess makes sense. But men are allowed too. If your husband wants to be a part of it, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, or your partner or whatever. Um, yeah. In any case. And then you can also always email us at Modern mama's podcast at gmail.com um and you can find me at laura.radicalroots on instagram and jess you are jess.hold the space mm-hmm. on instagram yes ma'am and uh, you can find stuff everything we talked about we'll put in the show notes as well and um don't forget about butcher box yeah. we are loving our butcher box boxes and all the goodness that comes in there i've tried a lot of different things now the pork is amazing the two free ribeyes you get are amazing <laughs> plus ten dollars off so you can either find the link on our um, show notes or you can just go to www.butcherbox.com slash modern mamas and find us there or find your free gifts. All right. <laughs> Happy holidays, you guys. We love you and we're grateful for you. And we will talk to you next week. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Jess here. Just wanted to give you the heads up on a great deal that we don't want you to miss out on. Laura and I have recently teamed up with our friends at ButcherBox to bring you an amazing offer on premium grass-fed, hormone, and antibiotic-free meats delivered right to your door. We've absolutely been loving the opportunity to put together our own custom boxes of the highest quality beef, pork, and chicken. And we definitely don't want you guys to miss out on the chance to try it too. Right now, if you visit butcherbox.com forward slash modern mamas, you get the chance to get $10 off of your first box plus two free 10-ounce grass-fed ribeyes. You definitely don't want to miss out on this deal, friends, so get on it.